Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. Wow, that was cool. DIY Money. Money. It's a good thing, it, aren't you? It's a good thing there's a thing here. You hear, you smell my breath. This is like day two. Coffee you're or not drinking. Uh, yeah, you, this is day two. You're not drinking coffee. Well, we're slipping. We're What's recording them later and later. It's 10 a.m. finished up at my desk. You usually are drinking coffee till like, you know, 11, 11.30, aren't you? Sometimes I guess. And you I flip to that red tea. Good. Do you want to introduce the tea? Kept oh, drinking it. It's a new complex level for well, Mr. Daniel. Well, I always Daniel. drink tea throughout the day. Mm, our I audience, start with tea our in the morning. Audience did not know that. They Whoa! Didn't. You start with tea. It's like bookends. Yeah, I have tea with breakfast. Yeah. I don't have coffee till I get you here. Are you English? Are, did I? Uh, did we not even? Did I know not know this? I've drank tea really, for a long are time. Are you really an Englishman? Yeah. So you tea didn't drink with tea when we were in the basement. You drank that high test coffee that I made in that little coffee pot. Yeah. Yeah. People are now wondering what's going on. We <laughs> this all started in a basement. Yeah, he lived in our basement for a while. No, we all we started in a basement, literally, literally in the basement. And Daniel would come over. I would make egg sandwiches, and he would have coffee with me in our little four pot coffee maker that I still use to this day. Yeah, I don't. People make fun of me. Anyways. So tea. You drink tea. tea. So I start with a cup of tea in the morning with breakfast. Mm. Then I make coffee to bring into the office. I drink coffee while I'm doing kind of the morning routine here at the office. And Do you then have biscuits. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> yes. You know, I didn't know biscuits were cookies. You were like, why do people Until drink I watched or eat Ted biscuits? Lasso. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No, what is that? Daniel! I mean, you didn't know who Portnoy was last episode. You don't know Ted Lasso. I knew who Portnoy was because it's on... I'm not even going to tell you who Ted Lasso is. Watching it in your office every time I walk in. I do not. Come on. I'm... Mm. A lot. Well, well, that was quarantine. He was on every day during quarantine. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who Ted Lasso is. Audience, you're gonna he's going to have to learn, isn't he? Hit him up on Insta. Hit him up on Insta with the Ted Lasso. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. No, thank you. Welcome to England. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Where are we going with Ted this? Ted Lasso, I learned that biscuits were cookies. That's yeah. what I learned. I did not know But they're that. like really good. They're made yes. to go with tea. Yes. Ted Lasso brings his boss biscuits every morning. It's a yeah. great show. Yeah. Anyways, let's go. Come on. Stop deviating. Focus, Daniel. <laughs> What time's afternoon tea today? Afternoon tea. You come into my office sometimes and want the afternoon tea. Yes, I've I brew had it some of like, the red mm, tea. Something you smells good. Brew it. I love it. All right. All right. Let's go. We got a question. We got a good question today. We're we're staying on the Roth subject. Last uh, last episode was about the Roth 401k and pros and cons of converting to a general Roth IRA. Now we've got a little bit more complex question. Time sensitive a little bit in uh, today's current environment. So we'll try not to get too far in the weeds here, but it is a great question that we brought out. So, Mike, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, good afternoon, Quentin Daniel. This is uh, Mike here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I have a question concerning Roth conversions. Um, You know, before the passage of the SECURE Act, you could always do a Roth recharacterization if you missed the mark or pushed yourself into a 
higher tax bracket than you had anticipated, but given all the political uncertainty uh, swirling around taxes and the likely uh, increase in our current tax bracket structure, would it be best to hold off on that? Are we safe to go ahead and do it after the first of the year? Uh, I'm not sure if any changes to the tax code can be changed in trial year. Uh, any advice that you may have uh, would be greatly appreciated. I uh, love the show. Keep up the good work and can't wait to hear your answer. All right, let me... Uh, that one's loaded with goodness. Yeah, it is really goodness. Uh, let me, for the at-home audience, let me break down a few things that Mike uh, talked about so we can all get on the same page. First of all, he's talking about Roth conversion. That is taking money from an IRA, converting to a Roth. There's two ways to fund a Roth. Uh, well, there's actually three, but we won't talk about the backdoor methodology today. Uh, the first is actual Roth contributions. The second is, uh, which requires income, uh, and there are thresholds. The second, which is which is fairly popular now, especially with uh, potential tax law changes on the horizon, is a conversion. That is moving money from an IRA to a Roth. The downside is you pay tax on the conversion. So if you move $10,000 over, you get a tax bill, ordinary income on the $10,000. The plus side is once you get it in there, you never pay tax again. And it's not subject to required minimum distribution laws that say at 72, you got to start taking it out. So many people pursue Roth conversion, something we do in our office all the time. What Mike is asking about He's, first of all, talking about the change in law. So let's say that on January 15th of 2019 or 2020, um, Mike went ahead and said, I'm going to convert $20,000 from my Roth, I'm sorry, my IRA to my Roth. And as the year progressed, what he didn't realize is he was going to have more income than normal. And the $20,000 in income that he was getting from his conversion actually pushed him into a higher tax bracket, resulting in more taxes on all of his money. And so he said, oh, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, wow, what a great year, but I shouldn't have done this, you know, conversion. And so he decided, well, let's do some math and let's figure out that it's probably safe to convert 10 and not 20. So he called up his advisor and said, hey, we're going to go ahead, or maybe his advisor figured this out, hopefully the other way around. Uh, and he said, hey, we're going to go ahead and recharacterize 10 of this. So we're going to go ahead and change this. We're going to have kind of undo this, all right? And so he went ahead and he undid it. And he did that prior to the year end so that he could not be bumped into a higher tax bracket. So that's the recharacterization method, which is now gone. You can't do that any longer, all right? So... What is Mike specifically asking? Mike specifically asking, he's saying, well, if I go ahead and do that this year, let's say I go ahead and I know pretty well what my income's going to be, but I go ahead and I take ten or fifteen or twenty thousand or whatever, and I convert it to an IRA. But what he knows is he knows the current tax laws. And what is the number one hot button that people are talking about with new administration is tax law changes, bracket changes. I mean, there could be a lot of things coming down the pike. Now, all that has to get passed by Congress, et cetera, and there's a lot of steps involved. But the possibility is there that prior to year end 2021, we could see some changes. So the rules that Mike might be playing by right now as we cut this show on January 20th, might be different within a few months. And so the dilemma is, what exactly do we do? 
So that sets the tone. Now, Daniel, I'll flip it over to you, Mr. CFP. Mm-hmm. Tea drinking, coffee extraordinaire. Okay, let's be sure to help Danny get acclimated, all right? I can't really tell, but it seems like he's very good. What do you say to Mr. Mike about this dilemma? So I'm not certain of the legality of whether or not they could change mid-year um, the tax brackets, tax law, because that is something that um, the IRS publishes before the year. And a lot of things like the withholding calculations and so forth are based on those. Uh, so I'm not sure that they would dramatically do a massive uh, adverse uh, effect mid-year. Uh, it would be difficult to pass, I would imagine. But generally, they would do sort of a, a January 1 sort of transition to something like that. So uh, for all intents and purposes, I think once we try to start a year, uh, they really try to do their best to allow you to work with what's known. Uh, until the next January one. So if there was a, a massive change coming down that, that they would make that effective January 1, now 2022, I believe. Uh, now, there are some instances where they sort of do some type of tax breaks or stimuluses or credits of some sort throughout the year, but but those are benefiting taxpayers rather than uh, increasing their taxes mid-year. I can't recall recently of a time that they dramatically changed the tax brackets mid-year. I don't know if you I don't remember. I mean, yeah. just the corporate tax, but I think even that was um, that was going for you know it had a date that you know changed at a calendar year, I believe. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't imagine they. Um, but it, who knows? You know, I mean, who knows? You never anything you never may be know. possible. Right. I'm not sure exactly what the law says about whether the IRS could, but the administrative nightmare that it produces for the IRS and payroll companies and all of that to recalculate that. Uh, when they could wait three or four months and just make it January 1. It's very, very unlikely, I would think. Uh, Stranger things have happened, though. Uh, So I I would discount that pretty heavily. Uh, As far as now with the fact that you cannot recharacterize, and to clarify, one of the big reasons that they took away the recharacterization is people were able to sort of uh, have their cake and eat it, too, because you could make a Roth conversion in January, uh, assuming that most years the market goes up, right? And the, the or sorry, uh, yeah, Roth conversion in January, the market goes up in most years. And so most of the time, that's going to be great. But if for some reason, the market decided to be down 10, 15, 20% come December, you could then recharacterize that because now the value is is less and you're, you're paying too much. Uh, recharacterize that, back that out. And then in the following January, do that Roth conversion again in a much lower price, uh, pay much less taxes, et cetera. So a lot of it, I think, has to do with the market movements. And so one of the ways to sort of alleviate that stress, now keep in mind, a lot of times the market does go up throughout the course of a year. Uh, So generally speaking, on a mathematical basis, it's generally best if you're going to convert regularly to convert early in the year. However, uh, if you wanted to sort of space that out, you could do sort of a dollar cost averaging conversion, uh, which is similar to, you know, making your deposits and space that out, you know, once a quarter, et cetera, uh, convert some from your traditional to your Roth. Uh, and that way you're kind of averaging out that account balance. You can try and wait for times when the market's down. But the fact is, if you're doing that for tax purposes and planning purposes, the incremental moves in the market over sort of that year are probably not going to make a massive, massive difference. Uh, You're doing that Roth conversion for another specific planning reason, and the trick is more just getting that done. Excellent, Daniel. Excellent. Um, Hopefully that helps, Mike. Uh, Again, I think it's a a moving target. It's difficult, but I do think you're pretty 
I, I agree with Daniel. I, I think they'll probably propose, maybe even enact, and then it would be maybe 2022, and there would be a lot of moving pieces prior to that, a lot of shuffling of the chairs, if you will. So you're probably safe for now. But again, um, if you were concerned about it, you could follow a multiple steps that Daniel alluded to, dollar cost averaging, do it in pieces, you know, et cetera. So excellent, excellent question. Hopefully people found value in that because this is the stuff that, you know, you can really get into the weeds with, and it's what we deal with every day. We love it, um, but it's difficult. It's it's not easy. So there's a lot of vocabulary there, and it is those rare instances, I think, uh, in this in this time where it does certainly uh, uh, pay to know all of the various, you know, items in play and make sure you don't make a mistake. That's huge because it could be very costly. All right. Uh, all Mike did was send us a question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. And now he will get a $25 Amazon gift card. You could buy some tea with that. You could buy some tea with that. All right. Uh, secret to wealth. Very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.